What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Extra Point College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Carnes, joined as always by my co-host, Daniel Hammock. Daniel, we have made it to the last of our bowl preview. We've already recorded uh, our playoff preview, so be sure to go and listen to that for the college football playoff. We are going to finish out the rest of our bowl games. You know, I'm sitting at 13-8, and eight, I believe. You're sitting at 10 and 11, but a little bit of an asterisk there. Uh, we were just talking about on the pod, you picked a couple teams that uh, did not translate over to ESPN. So I know who you picked. We have recorded video evidence. That's true. So to be fair, in my head, I'm giving you those points. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It was a clerical error. Um, I'm going to get my team on this immediately to see if they can sort this out. But I should, in theory, have two more wins. But you know what? That's why you put the entry in there. And I think I, I may have selected the wrong thing when I was going through in my haste, even though my analysis was perhaps on the other side of it. But you know what? It's bowl season. That's honestly how it is. It's basically a drunken stupor um, trying to figure out which way is up, which team is motivated and what a point spread even means. Yeah, it's it's bowl season, which means it's vibes season, Daniel. So uh, last week I went total vibes in our picks and was very successful. So I'm just going back to the well of vibes. I'll have some analysis for the games that need it, but it's, it's vibes season, part three, so let's go ahead and dive in. We're going from the pinstripe bowl all the way through. What's the last bowl game? The Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. So, uh, or is it? No, it's not the Rose Bowl. Yes, it is. Sorry, I forgot they're not playing the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day this year. Why are they such in a fuss when it's not a New Year's Day this year either? Anyway, I don't Rose Bowl, man. Great bowl game, great venue. Get off your high horse. Uh, get in line. All right, pinstripe bowl. Syracuse and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota eight and four on the season. Syracuse seven to five. Syracuse, one of those teams that you and I just whiffed on uh, in, in the preseason. But Minnesota, a ten point favorite in the Pinstripe Bowl. Where are you going in New York? Yeah, this one I I've been back and forth. Um, it's very tough. I think what I'm landing on is Syracuse is essentially playing at home pinstripe bowl so i'm gonna go with syracuse in this game i think they have a little more to play for uh from a pride standpoint i think they weren't really expected to do this this year um so i i'm gonna go ahead and just pull the plug and just go syracuse in this game over minnesota i think their offense is a little bit better um i think over the course of the game You'll just you'll just see them come out on top. Syracuse is two and zero in the Pinstripe Bowl, so let's go three and zero. Syracuse playing in New York. Syracuse is like New York's college team, technically different part of New York, but uh, they're in there. So yeah, give me Syracuse. I think motivation to go go, go get their eighth win, big deal here. So bowl season is motivation season. So. Motivation, Syracuse. The Bad Boy Mowers. That's the sponsor for that one. Um, what a name. 
right. Let's go to the Cheez It Bowl, Daniel. So the Cheez It Bowl, Florida State and Oklahoma. Florida State ends their season nine and three. Uh big, you know, big, big season for Florida State. Uh Oklahoma ends at six and six. So way below expectations, but they're in a bowl game playing Florida State, kind of two blue blood programs here in college football. Uh, where are you going in the Cheez It Bowl? Well, Jacob, I know that we've talked a lot about geography and vibes so far bowl season. What if I told you that the Cheez It Bowl was played in the Citrus Bowl, but there's also the Cheez It Citrus Bowl yet to be played that we're going to talk about? That's right. Does that not seem ridiculous? It is silly. And confusing that it's very silly. The same sponsor in the same venue a few days apart. I don't get it. It stresses me out. Maybe you're that saving money sense. with like decorating a stadium. It's like we only gotta decorate it once with like I branding suppose. and stuff. I don't know. It I don't know. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Citrus Bowl is a great venue for college sports. And it was going to host these games regardless. It's just funny that the same sponsor grabbed both games. That being said, this one's pretty easy for me. Florida State is a much better team. I think with the news that uh, Jordan Travis is returning next year, really just gives them a leg up. And I think that he's going to – I mean, I think that they're going to really use this as a springboard into – you know, spring practice and really going ahead next year. I'm not necessarily calling Georgia or anything like that, you know, next year, but Jordan Travis coming back is a lot like Stetson Bennett coming back for Georgia this year, where you're going to have that guy who's just a seasoned signal caller that really may not have a future in the NFL at the current position he's playing, but is an excellent college quarterback and can be, uh, he can really refine his skill this year. So anyways, that being said, this game, I think Florida state is much better than Oklahoma in every facet. They've played better. I think that Florida state has more of an incentive to win this game, to have their 10th win and to kind of solidify themselves as the best team in the state of Florida. Um, And yeah, this gives them that momentum that they need heading into next year to potentially be a top 10 team coming into the year. Yeah. This one was one of the easier picks to me. Florida state is the better team. Um, They've been the better team all season. Oklahoma ended their season one and four with their one win coming against Oklahoma state, which fade Oklahoma state. Um, Right. And Losses to Baylor, West Virginia, and the Texas Tech. These are two teams going in opposite directions. This one was easy, man. Florida State is going to win this bowl game. Uh, this will be a more fun against the spread pick, but I think they cover the spread, too. I think this is a double-digit win for Florida State here. So give me the Knowles. No vibes needed there. That, that, that That's an easy pick. Right. The Alamo Bowl. This is year in and year out one of my favorite bowl games because it typically always gets a very good – ranked matchup um like one of the best teams in the big 12 i think this is the big 12's number two bowl game um versus yeah because they get the sugar bowl and then the alamo bowls they're number two uh like non-playoff bowl game and then the pac 12 typically number two or three uh depending on the year so they get 
Texas and Washington this year. Fun, fun matchup. Uh, Texas eight and four, Washington ten and two. Unbelievable first season for DeBoer uh, over at Washington. Right now on ESPN on our uh, on our picking group, not just in our group but overall, fifty percent split down the middle on people picking either side in this game. So, where are you going in San Antonio? This one's great because I really like that. Obviously, Michael Panic is coming back next year. I feel like I should be going Washington. I just I can't get past this being in the state of Texas, and I think Texas needs this one more. I think there's more pressure on them to win this game, being in their backyard. And Quinn Ewers is, you know, if this was like him opting out or something like that, but he's going to be back next year, obviously, because he's, you know, just in his second year. So I I think that they'll have a good game. I'm guessing Bijan Robinson sitting out the game. I haven't heard – official word I would assume so just from a general he's a running back and he's gonna probably be the number one running back taken um I would imagine he's sitting out so yeah he's sitting out we're getting we've gotten confirmation from our uh our stats and data uh department um yeah but there's still too much talent not too much talent I think this is gonna be a great game I agree with you I think this is gonna go back and forth I would just lean Texas because I think that they're just going to be wanting it more um, and they're going to be needing it more. And so if, you know, I feel like it's a toss up, I'm just going to go with the more desperate team. I think they're more desperate for the victory. So give me Texas, hook them, and they'll win the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, I'm also going Texas here. Uh, Texas, it's in San Antonio, but I think they're the more talented and deeper team. Um, looking at the point spread, uh, I mean, Texas is, oh, actually, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. They are a favorite. I was like, wait a second. No, no, no. Texas is a three-point favorite. Um, they're the better team. I, I think Hewer throws for a lot of yards in this game. Uh, it being in San Antonio where the state of Texas defended the Alamo, uh, there's your vibes play. So, uh, give me the Longhorns in the Alamo Bowl. Then, you know, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, uh, both coaches have agreed that whoever wins is going to get a mayo bath, which is repulsive and amazing. So I would throw up, but love that for college football. Um, NC State and Maryland. Uh, NC State is a one-point favorite in this game. It's a very evenly matched game here. Uh, where are you going in Charlotte? Yeah, NC State's been a better team all year. I think uh, from a complete team um, perspective, offense, defense, and special teams, I think that they should be able to control this game. Also, I just like the Wolfpack um, as a as a mascot. Um, so I'm going to go with them. Shout out for the NWO, the Wolfpack. And, uh, yeah, my buddy Caleb from high school, big, big NC State guy. So give me NC State. I don't really know what the score will be. I don't need to know. I think they'll do just enough to win, though in this throwback ACC matchup with Maryland. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that throwback ACC matchup. Um, yeah. I'm also going NC state here. Uh, NC state. I just think is a, is a deeper football team this year. And also this game is in the state of North Carolina. So location vibes strikes again. Uh, Wolfpack win the Mayo Bowl. Also, I feel like, I feel like NC state, is a more Duke's Mayo team 
than Maryland is, you know? Like the, They're more blue-collar, is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, even the Raleigh's not really blue. Anyway, NC State just seems like the more Mayo kind of team. Um, so I would go with the Wolfpack. The Sun Bowl happening also that day at 2 p.m., UCLA and Pitt. This, in theory, is a really good matchup. Um, Pitt's kind of been up and down this year. UCLA, really, really strong year, 9-3. Uh, they go into the game as a five and a half point favorite. Where are you going in El Paso? Jacob, I'd be remiss not to mention the uniform possibilities for this game. Uh, UCLA is the home thoughts? team. I don't okay. love Pitt's away uniforms, but if Pitt was the home team, we had an opportunity here. Yes. Uh, that being said, UCLA was the pick from the jump, they're the better team. I'm going UCLA, but I'm not going to overthink this. They're the better team. Pitt's kind of falling apart here towards the end. Uh, they should they should do this. Is DTR playing? I would imagine so. He's playing. He's not going to be like – Yeah, he's, he's playing. playing. Yeah. So he's going to use this to try to catapult him into a mid-round draft pick. So, yeah, give me UCLA. I'm not going to overthink it. But uniform matchup potential – is missed because Pitt is away. So he's coming back next year. DTR is? Yep. Oh, well. So, well, yeah, yeah. But he's he, he had a little injury thing. Into but... next year, so. Wait a second. Oh, maybe I lied. Jake. Sorry. All these quarterbacks trying to come back. I really, really thought that uh, – let's see. While you talk about it, for or you think about it, let me talk about DTR and how this man was not the starting quarterback of his high school team until his senior year because Tate Martell was the starting quarterback. <laughs> he was the lead receiver and the backup quarterback at Bishop Gorman until finally his senior year, he got to play quarterback, and then now he's gotten like five years to play quarterback at UCLA. So that's hilarious. Um, he is going to the draft. Sorry, that was a okay. uh, mistake there. But um, it's okay. So yeah, catapult himself into the middle rounds of the NFL draft. So I think this is one of the more lopsided bowl games as far as matchups go. UCLA is a way better team. Yeah. Um, their offense is explosive. Their defense has been opportunistic this year. Um, Pitt has just – I was going to say that they don't have an identity. They've Their identity has been run the ball no matter what, even if we've been bad at it. And even if it puts our defense in a bad place, we're going to run the ball. So, um, shout-out to Narduzzi for complaining uh, about his offense passing too much when he had a Heisman finalist last year. Uh, you're in, in the and a bullet in a cough award winner. That's right. Hannah Blitnikoff award winner. Um, Fade Pitt, go Bruins. Also better uniform for UCLA. So, uh, yeah. Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, Notre Dame and South Carolina, both eight and four. Again, one of these games where everybody picking uh, on ESPN 50-50 down the middle. Uh, in Jacksonville, you've got Notre, Notre Dame. It's a two-point favorite in this game. Where are you going to the Gator Bowl? This one's a good matchup. I'm I'm excited to watch this one because uh, I don't really know how it's going to play out. Um, I, I obviously we're, we're making picks. I'm taking Notre Dame 
Uh, I think that that's because of the long-term play. Uh, you'll obviously you notice in a trend here. I'm looking at what their feelings are towards either next year or what maybe their best players are thinking as far as either whether it be the draft or returning next year. Uh, I big Marcus Freeman guy. I think that they improved down the stretch of the year. Um, South Carolina's riding a little high because their last two games that they won. I think they might be kind of. I think they might get humbled in this game. Notre Dame's an extremely physical team. Notre Dame's more talented. Um, and, and yeah, even if they have guys opt out for the bowl game, I think that – I think Notre Dame could withstand that more than uh, South Carolina can. So, South Carolina's had some guys at the portal, so they're not going to be at full strength. Um, so, give me Notre Dame. Yeah, this is a bad vibes game for South Carolina. Uh, Shane Beamer's talked about his roster situation publicly – complaining with the portal and like how they had four tight ends that played against Clemson and now only one of those is playing the bowl game. And so vibes to Notre Dame um, going Irish in the Gator Bowl. All right, we've got the Arizona Bowl uh, in Tucson, Ohio, the Bobcats coming in at nine and four, Wyoming at seven and five. Uh, where are you going in Tucson, the Arizona Bowl? Yeah, I thought we were about to have another issue with geography because you said Tucson and then you transitioned to talk about Ohio, but it sounded like you were saying Tucson, Ohio, no. <laughs> but after playing it back in my head, you're good. Um, yeah. Ohio has been great this year. So I'm just going to not overthink this. The Bobcats, they're going to do it. Um, Wyoming, good season, not good enough. Ohio gets it done. Maction for the win. Ohio is the the state of Ohio. I would say is the Arizona of the Midwest. And yeah. so <laughs> and then two, the Bobcats playing in the home of the Wildcats. So they'll feel right at home. Uh vibes to Ohio. <laughs> I yeah, love well, so Columbus, things. Columbus is like Phoenix. And yeah. then yeah, like Tucson's like Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland is like Flagstaff. So there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's go do. to one of the New Year's Six Bowls, Daniel. We've got the Orange Bowl. And boy, do we have the Orange Bowl. We've got Tennessee and Clemson. The good news is, Clem, you know, uniforms, got to talk about them. Clemson is the home team, but they have elected to wear what I think is their best uniform combo. And that is orange helmets, white jerseys, orange pants. I did not have confirmation on what Tennessee is wearing. I'm going to look at it. But if they're doing their normal white, orange, white, that'll be a good uniform matchup in the Orange Bowl. Maybe the best uniform matchup ever in the Orange Bowl as far as having two orange teams. So uh, where are you going in Miami? Yeah, this one's interesting because both teams are going to be playing new quarterbacks for different reasons. Um I think Clemson's better overall as a team. Joe Milton, I have questions about what he can do consistently. I mean, he can he could throw that thing so hard. Uh, I I do think their offense will put up some points, but I just think Clemson's better. Klubnik has had some time uh, to just be the guy, get all these first team reps for these four weeks or three weeks, whatever it's been. That's been extremely important. Um, this will be his first start as a quarterback. So I think, 
you just have a lot of stuff that it matters a lot uh, on the Clemson side, whereas the air has kind of been let out of Tennessee. Um, uh, you know, basically ever since the Georgia game, but really since that South Carolina game and then the Hendon Hooker injury, um, it's kind of, you know, rugs been pulled out from under them. Uh, so I, I think that they travel and they, they, I think they play well for a little while, but I think at a certain point they're like, Hey, we, we got our, our trip to, you know, Miami, we got our swag bag from the orange bowl. We're just happy to be here. I think Clemson's kind of out there to prove something. Um, I think also Davo likes getting some skins on the wall against the sec. So if he can beat the sec, I think Davo is going to be really happy about that. So definitely some motivation there. So I'm going to definitely lean on the side of Clemson to win the orange bowl. I'm going to go opposite here. We've gone together a lot. We might've gone together on every pick so far. Uh, I'm going Tennessee here. I I think Tennessee has been the better team all season. Um, I think that Milton showed in that Vandy game that he can run this offense. He's improved as a quarterback. Um, he might be their guy next year. I know you've got Nico coming in as a true freshman, but uh, Milton's going to get his shot. Um, I, I just think that, I mean, one, Tennessee's got more weapons on the outside. I don't know that Clemson can match up defensively with those wide receivers. Um, they, they've had some opt-outs on that defensive side. Uh, you know, Tennessee's had some opt-outs and transfers as well. So I, I think roster-wise, they're very comparable um and Sue, i just think i trust tennessee's nil program a little bit more uh so just gonna go with tennessee's nil vibes uh not feeling Dabo's nil vibes and uh go go vols here and uh, win the orange bowl so the team wearing the orange jerseys too i think is uh is important here in in the orange bowl so uh going going vols in miami you know next we've got the the sugar bowl so Alabama and Kansas State. I'll be honest, Daniel. Uh, as soon as I saw this matchup, this is one of my easy like just picking Kansas State because of how many opt outs Bama's about to have, and they don't have any. So now we get a ball game. Uh, Bama ten and two, Kansas State ten and three, Big Twelve champs. You know it's Alabama, so it's a disappointing season when the standard is Alabama. Uh, they're six and a half point favorites in the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl, so the Sugar Bowl, Daniel. So, would it be a big win for the program? Where are you going in New Orleans? Yeah, I was the same way. Uh, first, when these first came out, I just went ahead and picked Kansas State, wrote it out. Kansas State has everything to play for. They're the Big 12 champs, you know, all those kinds of things. I figured that we'd be watching Jalen Milrow at quarterback, and so it just was kind of an easy pick. At this point, I did switch my pick to Alabama, um, I'm getting vibes of Alabama when they played Michigan and was it the, uh, the citrus bowl, uh, a few years back. Yes. Uh, it was 2019. So it was like when they, when LSU was playing for the championship and they weren't, they took some, you know, took that energy and then went in and had one of the best teams of all time in 2020. Uh, I don't think that that can happen because, you know, they're not going to have these guys return, like, you know, their best players at least. But I definitely think that they're going to have kind of that rallying cry uh, and they've got some unfinished business. And I think they want to end the season 
on a high note after after having some some negativity swirl. So uh, give me Alabama. I think they'll win. I'm also taking Bama. Uh, it, it's Alabama, man. I, I'm not gonna bet against Alabama here. Um, but it would make no sense for me to do that. <laughs> it's Alabama, and you get Bryce Young and uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson in their their final game as members of the Crimson Tide. Um, I think there's gonna be some motivation there. And to your point, I also wrote down 2019. Last time they missed the playoff, they went and smacked somebody in the ball game. So. I think they're going to go and smack somebody in a bowl game this year. So give me the tide. We've got probably the grossest matchup of the entire bowl season, the Music City Bowl. So just purely sicko matchup here. I can't wait to watch. It's Iowa and Kentucky. No introduction needed, Daniel. It's Iowa and Kentucky. Where are you going in Nashville? Yeah, the Mike's, uh, the Mark Stoops Bowl uh, played in Iowa and coaching Kentucky. Some say that Iowa would be the only job he would leave Kentucky for. Um, perhaps. There's also a rematch of last year's Citrus Bowl. They should just have these two teams play every year. Completely um, agree. If, if Cade McNamara is not eligible yet at Iowa, which he isn't, then I've got to go to a team that actually fields an offense alongside their defense. So – Give me Kentucky. Uh, this is all about fading um, Iowa and their offense. You know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game at all. Uh, do you see the over-under? I'm sure you <laughs> I was about to ask you. Do you want to guess? I mean, 33 and a half. It's 31. It's 31. Oh, my God, Jacob. <laughs> 33 was my low number. It's 31. <laughs> 31, Jake. It's really gonna be like it's really gonna be like fifteen to 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 four. It, that's what their score is gonna be. There's gonna be two safeties. Yeah. Fifteen to four is my final. Um <laughs> and, and Kentucky's gonna be the winner. So yeah, we'll see. I'm interested to see what both these teams do next year with transfer quarterbacks that are already committed with Devin Leary and Kate McNamara. Uh, that being said, Kentucky's the better team. Iowa's defense is the best unit on the field, but their offense is very much the worst unit on the field. Kentucky's kind of a middling team, and they have enough guys to to put some points on the board eventually. So, yeah, give me Kentucky. Kind of an easy pick, uh, even with that elite Iowa defense. Yeah, Iowa is one of the best defenses in the country. It's a shame that they feel this offense every week. I think Kentucky wins 13 to 10 and Iowa's touchdown is a defensive score. Um, no offensive touchdowns in this game from Iowa. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well under that 31 um, <laughs> over under total. So yeah, give me the, <laughs> give me the team that can field an offense. Uh, give me Kentucky. 31. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, all right, man. Uh, the bowl formerly known as the Outback Bowl, um, the Rely Quest Bowl. Am I a little upset we're not get we're not playing for blooming onions and uh what was the other one? Coconut shrimp. Coconut shrimp, a little bit. So thanks Outback for not sponsoring the bowl anymore. We got the ReliQuest Bowl. We got Mississippi State, Illinois. Where are you going in Tampa? Yeah, leech vibes. Not much to say here. Mississippi State, 
they're probably going to do some sort of a big tribute for him. And uh, I certainly think that they're going to do it right. So give me Mississippi State uh, to win outright. And, um, yeah, Illinois has been a good team this year, though. I do think this is a really good matchup. I've just got to go with the Pirate. Swing your sword. Did you see the uh, the vehicle wrap? Their truck wrap? Their coin truck wrap? It's awesome. Awesome. I've yet to see the uniforms. Um, I think they're working they diligently sick. on them. So that's, that's, that's what I'm hoping to. I, I love my idea. If they do it, I'd like credit. Just the plain black state, black uniforms, do a pirate flag on the helmet. Um, that would be awesome. They're in Tampa now, so they got to have equipment there, I'm assuming. Um, we will see. But, yeah, Leech Vibes going Mississippi State. Um, and also I'll say Vibes of Bloomin' Onion because typically the SEC team, when they win, it's free Bloomin' Onion. So you always root for the Bloomin' Onion over the coconut shrimp. Of course. So count me as rooting for the formerly winner of the Bloomin' Onion. So uh, Mississippi State and go Bulldogs. Man, that sounds good right now, a Bloomin' Onion. Nothing sounds sounds quite as good as a blooming onion at eleven forty five. Oh my gosh! Oh man! Uh, Cold Kubelik chowing down on one of those oh, during the just broadcast. Mid mid speaking to uh, yeah. shout out to Cole, man. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Cotton Bowl, Cotton Bowl Classic, uh, USC and Tulane. So Tulane gets that G five bid. USC coming off of that uh, lost Utah in the. Pac-12 championship, but great season for both these teams, both coming in at 11 and two. Where are you going in Arlington? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take USC. I like Caleb Williams uh, heading into a year that could be another big year for them. They already are kind of ahead of schedule um, with where they were this year, just in his first year and in Lincoln Riley's first year. I uh, also think that Willie Fritz kind of flirting with a few of these openings um, it just hurts hurts Tulane and hurts them going forward. Uh, so I think that, yeah, give me, give me USC. Yeah, I'm also going Trojans. You got the Heisman Trophy winner. I don't see how Tulane's going to match up with that. Um, I will say Tulane is wearing uh, – some alternate like gray jerseys in this bowl game. Um, I'm trying to find a good picture of them, but they look pretty cool. So USC is wearing the traditional home uniforms and Tulane's wearing some pretty cool uh, like gray alternates. So this will be a really good uniform matchup. Um, but nonetheless, going Trojans here. This is a team that was on the cusp of the college football playoff. Tulane's had a great year, but – uh, USC is a better team. So going Trojans to win the Cotton Bowl Classic. All right. The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Not the, not the Cheez-It Bowl. It is played in the same stadium in the same city a few days later. Not to be confused. Uh, so the Citrus Bowl, LSU and Purdue. LSU coming in at 9-4. and four, Runners up in the SEC. Purdue 8-5. and five, Runners up in the Big Ten. Where are you going in Orlando? It's funny because Florida State, who's playing in the other Cheez-It Bowl, beat LSU, but they're playing in the lesser bowl game. So uh, it's all about bowl tie-ins. But, uh, yeah, that's with, – with LSU making the SEC championship, they obviously carry more cachet. This game 
Purdue and LSU. I, I like LSU. I like that Kayshawn Butte is returning for next year. Same with Jaden Daniels. I think that they're, um, you know, they mentioned that they want to win a championship. I think that that kind of starts now. They, I'm sure, have had several weeks of good practice. Even if, you know, Jaden Daniels wasn't 100% watching what Garrett Nussmeyer did in the SEC championship, I have a great feeling that they would be able to put up a lot of points on Purdue. I think Purdue's going to be able to score a bunch as well. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I think this one's actually going to be one of the more fun games to watch. Uh, usually it is. Citrus Bowl is always fun. But, yeah, give me LSU uh, to, to win this one outright. Yeah, I like LSU too. Um, they're the deeper team. They have less opt-out in this game um, than Purdue does. Uh, they're just a way better team than Purdue. Uh, Purdue won a very bad division. LSU won the SEC West. So I'm going to go Tigers in the Citrus Bowl. All right, Daniel, last bowl game we're going to pick in the 2022 season, the Rose Bowl, Penn State and Utah, another phenomenal uniform matchup. The red and the blue stadium's going to look gorgeous on January 2nd. Where are you going in Pasadena? Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I've changed my pick on this one four times, and I just can't. I, there's not an easy – there's not an obvious choice, I don't think, because I think that both teams are good. And then I keep going back and forth on who's going to be motivated. And that's what bowl season's all about. So what I've decided to do is just come down to which coach do I trust the most? And that's going to be Kyle Whittingham over James Franklin. So give me Utah and I'm going to stop thinking about this game because it's been stressing me out. Cause like I said, I've changed back and forth. So give me Utah. They're going to win the Rose bowl and complete out their very good season that they've had so far, uh, which started with a loss to Florida in the swamp. So Utah is – sorry, I'm looking right here. Excuse me, Penn State. I'm looking at our, our final season XPR. Here we go. Penn State, I think, is the most underrated 10-2 team in the country. Um, they had such a quiet 10 and two to end the season. Um, Penn state actually ended at fifth in our final season XPR. So, and I think I had them. No, that's my number. Just kidding. Um, but still, yeah, I had them at fifth behind TCU. Like their only losses this season were, I say a close loss to Ohio state. They played them very, very well. There was like a freak play late that made that score look, uh, worse than it was. They got blown out by Michigan, but other than that, dude, they just they just went to business all year. They went they went ten and two, and that was after a very poor twenty twenty season that you could write off because of COVID. Then last year they had a poor season, so to come back and go ten and two, I think is exciting. Um, Utah again, I, they've been up and down. They beat USC twice. I think that's a good matchup for them. A team that plays physical like them, but is deeper and more talented than Penn State. I just think it's a bad matchup for Utah. And so uh, I'm going to take Penn State to win in the Rose Bowl and what should be one of the best bowl games uh, this year. So excited for that matchup. 
Be sure to follow us on social media at the Extra Point Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for all of our updates. We will be back after the semifinal games uh, on Saturday night. Be sure to listen then, and uh, we'll catch you next week for a national championship preview as well. But you can follow him on Twitter at Deep South Daniel. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Carnes with a K. That will do. That will do for this edition of the Extra Point. He is done.